0: for another week of hardcore boxing news and uh, it's the first of the month it's the first of the month which means we're doing a new division we are doing the uh, middleweight division for our filthy five we do the filthy five at the start of every month but uh, especially this month we're going to be doing middleweights which a year ago was a lot more exciting than it is this time but uh, we'll get into it uh, later in the show. we got a bunch of news and some reviews to touch on as well with our panel of experts our first expert of course is the Guinea pig whisperer himself, filthy rich, filthy rich. How you doing?
1: Congrats to Bobby Lashley on being the new WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World. I'll drink to you, everybody. Does he is he like LeBron James's cousin
0: or something? dude I mean is there a connection?
1: There? You never know, man. I'm sure uh, there's six degrees of separation somewhere. Right on.
0: And our other expert. uh up in the, his new home there for the last few shows, up in the upper corner, is the one, the only, Judge Jimmy James. Judge, how are you doing?
2: Oh, don't worry, basketball fans. If you thought your team was the worst in basketball, the Minnesota Timberwolves would be there to catch your fall. All right, we're 1-13 in their last 14. And if that's not enough, after starting the year 10-2, and two, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota are probably going to miss the NCAA tournament with their horrendous slide to 13-13. and 13. So what a great time to be a Minnesota basketball fan.
0: Well, hey, uh, don't knock the Timberwolves. They did set a record. I don't know if you saw that. They are now officially the worst franchise in the history of sports, winning percentage-wise. Yeah. Yes, worse For than majors. the
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Great.
0: Worse. Worse than that. That is amazing. So congrats to the T-Wolves. Good job. You finally won something. And, uh, <laughs> but, God. but Rich doesn't want to hear about it unless it's LeBron James. So we better just move on to Bruising and News. You guys ready? Sure. All right. Sure. <laughs> All right, Bruce and News. First thing we do, of course, is pop a brew. If that's, of course, if James hasn't already done it already. Uh, already started. Uh, already started, of course. All right, gentlemen. Cheers. Eight count.
2: Rich, wherever you throw that, do you ever get it in the trash or anything? Because I'm pretty sure I hear that just fall on the floor every single, every week.
1: <laughs> so, uh... One time I got it right, and if you look at the video, I do like this. What <laughs> oh, actually made it, but every other time I've missed. Oh hey, well,
0: LeBron doesn't make every shot
1: either, right? and he's still the goat, just like yours truly. Oh. I'll drink to that.
0: Well, speaking of the goat, here you're, uh, you're a little wrong about your little uh, guess last week. Actually, we all were, because Javante Davis has said who he's going to fight, and he's going to fight at 140. He's going to fight world champion Mario Barrios. Um, not at a catch catchway. As far as we know, that could change obviously because Davis has a hard time with weight sometimes, but it seems to be a little more natural moving up, but that's two weight classes. I believe he's moving up filthy rich. What do you think about uh Davis uh, pulling the wool over your eyes and actually going to fight a world champion at one forty?
1: Yeah, that one kind of hurts. Got that one wrong. Good one there. Filth. Um, my guess is this guy just can't make weight he can't make 130 so he had no choice but to go up to 135 the problem i have here is that these fighters at 135 this little square i want to call it the love triangle but there's like four or five guys in there why is he skipping over all these guys i know he can beat everyone at 135 so why not fight at 135 and beat these guys instead he moves up to 140 to fight uh mario barrios where i think he can i think he can beat barrios uh i don't know if that's really a challenge but is that where the money is i don't think the money is fighting mario barrios i think the money's fighting like a ryan garcia who keeps talking trash to him and i don't know if that fight i mean we want that fight to happen but we're gonna have to wait till 2022 or are we ever gonna get this fight i don't know.
0: Oh, it's it's, a, it's an interesting fight, though. I mean, Barrios has definitely got a bigger height and reach advantage over him. Um, he's got a lot of aggression, apparently, according to Bad Badlapu. He's got a lot of rampant aggression, so it should be a, a fireworks style fight, as they say. Judge, uh, are you looking forward to this fight, or um, do you think he should go back down to one thirty five?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Rich. He needs he needs to stay at one thirty five. That I mean, those what was it? Your love your love square. Is that what you're talking about? Call, well, you say it's it a love triangle
0: stretch? with five guys. I don't think that's what it is. I think you should look that up on
2: well, then it's getting into an origin dictionary or something. I don't know what's yeah. happening with that. But either way, he's got to stay at 135. You're talking about getting money. All oh, any of the fights at 135 is just straight bank. It doesn't even matter if he wins or loses, it's straight bank when that stuff's gonna happen. So I I, I mean it could be the bacon making weight issue. Uh I mean, fighting Berrios doesn't excite me. I'll watch it, but I mean I'm pretty sure he'll just. He'll beat Berrios. Uh, hopefully, he goes back down at that point. Maybe it's just because he's trying to stay active. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Rich.
0: And if he doesn't beat Berrios, what happens then?
2: Then he goes back down to 135 and fights other people well, for he's more money. 135 anyway,
0: I mean. <laughs> but uh, you guys are both saying he should go to 135 anyway. So, you're saying outcome of this fight doesn't really matter to Davis' career that much, If he even if he loses it? Not, not to me a lot loss is a
2: loss i mean it, it just won't be undefeated stuff but i don't i don't think so Filthy
0: rich
1: yeah i mean i think he i think he beats barrios i don't think this is uh th- there's something about davis i think davis could probably beat up a heavyweight he looks like somebody who in grade school was he was probably in kindergarten beating up the sixth graders uh th- I don't see anyone stopping Davis at 140 or 135 or 130. I don't even know. 147 is probably where he meets a challenge, but I know he's not going to 147 now. But uh yeah, no, the I think the money's at 135. S- something's going on where I, I don't know who passes on all that money to fight Barrios unless Barrios is uh like giving up a bunch of money just to make this fight happen, but I don't know, 135 is, should be where he's at unless he can't make weight. But even then, fight Garcia at a catch weight, fight Haney at a catch weight, Lomachenko at a catch weight. You have plenty of options. And to go after Barrios, I mean, we'll see it when it happens. We'll see if contracts get signed and whatnot. But I mean, that's the, the lead story right now. Well, if, you, if
0: you're going to fight at a catch weight, you might as well get paid. You know who he's going to get paid fighting against Amir Khan. We didn't get one last week, but we got it this week. Yeah, let's fight Welcome a catch rate at Welcome back, Amir. <laughs> no, Amir Khan, fighting Amir Khan at 160. Why not? <laughs> they both need that that, uh, that change. Yeah. Why not? James, you disagree? Yes. Okay. Move on. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next bit of news here. Uh, Zudrow, Gilberto Ramir, or Gilberto Ramirez is, is in the news here. Uh, for making a terrible, terrible decision, just like getting back with your ex after she cheated on you three times, he's signing with Golden Boy. Uh, didn't know Golden Boy was still signing people. Everyone seems to be leaving Golden Boy. This is the first time I've heard of anyone signing with Golden Boy. Is this a smart move? Is he become the number one horse for Golden Boy? Or is he just going to fall in oblivion and not get to fight anyone because Oscar De La Hoya doesn't know how to make a fight? James, we'll start with you.
2: So we talked about uh, Ramirez leaving top rank in uh, the summer. Uh, that was a big story because it just wasn't, it was just a weird time to get rid of a promotion, um, given that there really wasn't too many fights happening. And I thought he was really going to go on his own. And other people from other um, promotions did, you know, start to, to go on their own as, as far as this goes. And then he goes and signs with, which I, in my opinion has got to be like the worst just the worst promotion company that they have going right now. Like everybody wants you lose Canelo Alvarez and you're a, but it, it sounds like you're going to lose Ryan Garcia. Like you are about, oh man, I don't A poor choice, man. You I, dog
0: now. I feel bad.
2: I feel bad <laughs> because this kid, this kid's still right in his prime. I feel bad. This is a poor choice. I don't think a fight's ever going to get made. If he signs with, when he signs with this, he says a multi-year deal or a multi-fight deal good luck multi-fight deal like two fights in 10 years best of luck to you man it's a sh- it's a damn shame but uh i don't know i think it's a poor choice
0: yeah he says uh golden boy was the best fit and a is happy to add another quote quality in prime fighter to the golden boy roster <laughs> i i'm not exactly sure who he's talking about with him but uh filthy rich what do you think about the uh did dudro uh or Zerto uh, ruin his career going to Golden Boy, at least for the next few years?
1: This may just be what he needed to do to get this fight with b And I know we talked about this last time when uh, Canelo left Golden Boy and there was something going on with Matchroom. How, I don't even know if Canelo signed with Matchroom, but I think this is another sneaky way for Eddie Hearn... To get into the ear of uh Zerto Ramirez, uh, is with, I believe Bevel is with Matchroom Boxing. They're making this fight happen by the time this fight's over. Uh, it, I, don't be surprised if uh Ramirez <laughs> ends up with Eddie Hearn. <laughs> I, I think this is, a, uh, this is a tricky ploy by Eddie Hearn and good for him. I don't know, uh. I don't know how De La Hoya got Ramirez to sign with him. I don't know what's going on. Again, it may just be a one-fight deal just because he wants uh, Beevil and maybe Beevil is the big-money fight right now. I th- I would think it's better Bev, but with better Bev on top rank, uh, that fight probably wouldn't happen. So uh, the next big name you got is Beevil, and now that fight can be made on DAZN. So... Uh, yeah I don't know the details of this contract, but uh good for de la Hoya. he got a good one here. There's no <laughs> doubt about that yeah
0: he took a stab in the dark and got one uh, it says it's a multi fight deal uh with his next fight to be announced soon. Uh, I guess they have to find somebody in the train yard to fight him because uh, you know, de la Hoya doesn't make good fights anymore so. uh James, you have a final thought on what filthy Ridge said there.
2: I will be surprised if they make a fight happen in 2021.
0: All right, that's uh, that's too bad. I guess we won't be seeing Zudro on uh, TV anytime soon. Just too bad. All right, let's move on to the final bit of news here before we get into our reviews section. Uh, wouldn't be a show unless we talk about Canelo Alvarez, and he says the Jamal Charlo fight must happen. Canelo coming off a sparring televised sparring match that we'll talk about in and Reviews coming up here. Uh, but that would be an amazing fight to happen, Jermall and Canelo, and it, he says it must happen, but will it happen, Rich? Will it happen?
1: It's not going to happen this year. I, I, that's almost a guarantee. I think if you just look at what Canelo wants to do for the rest of the year, he's got some names he may want to take care of. Uh, don't want uh, he's probably starting with Caleb Plant or uh, who even knows at this point, but he has stated he is staying at 168. As long as Charlo is at 160, I don't think this fight's going to happen. I don't think Charlo's moving up to 168 anytime soon. He has guys that he can fight at 160. So does it have to happen? I think it has to happen, but you know, don't hold your breath for this. This will be three or four fights down the line before uh, contract talks even begin. And even after that, we know how that stuff plays out. It may not even happen when contract negotiations go underway. I expect, I I don't expect this fight to happen anytime soon. It has to happen, but I, I don't know if it even happens, be honest with you. Why is he bringing it up now then, you think? He's probably grilled on the question. You got to answer the question somehow. I think we, the boxing world probably believes Jamal Charlo is number is like the number one guy at the middleweight division. Canelo, you're the number one guy uh, at super middleweight, if not pound for pound overall. But uh, I I think it is a, a dream fight and he just, you know, he got the question, he had to answer it, and he gave a really good answer that it has to happen. I mean, what else is he supposed to say?
0: I have no idea. James, what else should he say?
2: I, 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 I'm i going to disagree with Rich. I think this happens at the end of the year. Canelo's already stated that he wants to fight nonstop in 2021, nonstop. He's already fought twice. Then he's got another fight. It's not even halfway through the year, and he's going to have another fight lined up. After he beats BJS, he's going to fight Plant. After that, he's going to fight Charlo. I'll see why there wouldn't why it wouldn't happen. Now the weight would be the, the biggest issue if he can figure out if there if he can drop to one sixty. But Canelo seems to go all over the place whenever he wants, so he doesn't have a problem. You know, eating Chipotle and just getting that down to lose eight pounds. So. I mean <laughs> that's that's the I, true tainted meat. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna disagree. So we'll see we'll see who's right at the end of uh at the end of 2021. But I think in uh in December of twenty twenty one that'll be your Merry Christmas fight right there. It'll be Alvarez versus Charlo. I think after Benavidez Alvarez I, takes over one sixty
1: eight. I think Benavidez gets a fight before Charlo, and that should wrap up uh Canelo's twenty twenty-one. I also think Charlo has other fights, someone like you know, maybe Andrade. I don't know, but he's got some other fights that possibly could be made. Uh, it's tough fighting on the PBC at middleweight because there's really no guys. All the all the guys at one sixty are on other networks, so it's it's difficult. But I don't I don't think uh, Charlo moves up to one sixty eight by the end of the year. And if anything, Canelo, would probably move up to 175 before he drops down to 160. Yeah, I'll to be the with, judge of that.
0: I of course agree with Richard uh, Alvarez uh, Canelo. He's he's already, he's made it very clear he wants to clean out the 168, and he's gonna, he wants to do it as fast as possible. He's not going to go down to 160. So Charlo I literally have,
2: just told you how it's going to happen. And
0: Charlo would have to go up to 168. I just no, he doesn't. Sit back and relax. Sit back and watch the show. All right? I Was more relaxed? I'd be in a coma. Mute him, Raider. <laughs> I mean, he's getting close.
1: I <laughs> can't handle the truth.
0: Ooh, Jack Nicholson You're dropping Jack Nicholson bombs. No,
1: nah, I quote Judge Jimmy James. Have you seen the back of his bruising boxing shirt? Oh, yeah, it's don't call him the sauce. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we
0: haven't brought up a sauce reference in a while. We should bring that one back.
1: Thought we forgot, didn't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. Let's move on to and Reviews because this goes right into the next section here of our fights of the of last weekend. All right, Bruising Reviews is where we talk about fights that happened this last weekend. Uh, I apologize that our last show got out a little late. I know you saw our previews for the Canelo fight last week, but uh, everyone kind of knew what was going to happen. Uh, they got a little late out because I had some computer issues. As I said, the hamster that uh, runs my internet apparently died, but uh, we should be able to fix that now. But before we get into that uh, glorified sparring match, uh, we're going to talk about Dorello versus Davis. Uh, Rich, you're going to take this one away from me. Uh, I didn't actually get to see this fight, so explain what I missed.
1: Well, I'll get to first uh, the undercards. Uh, There's a (laughs) a guy named Michelle Rivera who is probably going to be talked about in the next coming years. Uh, I think he's 18 years old. Believe out of the Dominican Republic, maybe Puerto Rico, but he's being compared to Felix Trinidad, and he's wearing they they say he's wearing the shorts of the greats like Sugar Ray Robinson and Muhammad Ali. So uh, we'll be talking about this guy in, in the years to come, unless we get canceled. Uh, there another undercard. There was a uh, Ramos uh, is Abel Ramos's nephew, uh, nineteen years old. He looked pretty good. Got an early knockout. Uh, but yeah, those two guys, they'll, they are, I think they're maybe not the future of each division, but they have a future in boxing. Definitely. Now with, uh, the Darrell fight against Kyron Davis, it was scored a, a split draw. One guy had Davis winning. One guy had Darrell winning. The other judge had it 114, 114. Uh, Marcos Viegas uh, unofficial scorecard for the PBC uh, had Durrell winning sounded like Lennox Lewis Joe Goosen and uh, Kenny uh, Brian Kenny all had Durrell winning so this was kind of a shocker my personal opinion I had Durrell winning but I could see uh, I could see it being a draw at best I didn't think uh, chiron Davis won this fight at all. It almost reminds me of like a, a Canelo triple G two where one guy, or maybe not that fight, maybe a uh, Lopez Loma, where we know Lope or Lomachenko did not win, but it could have been a draw. Uh, it had, th- it had fingerprints all over it. I thought, uh, Anthony Durrell won this fight barely, but I'm not upset with a draw.
0: They're going to have a rematch, you think? It was it a good enough fight to have a, make some money on a rematch or not?
1: I, I, you know, I, maybe, but I doubt it. I think they need to go their separate ways. But Kyron Davis, I think, is going to be in this division. I mean, he's a real dog in this division, no pun intended, to the dog, Anthony Durrell. But Anthony Durrell is only getting older. Father time's catching up with him. I don't know how much of a career he has left, but Davis uh, will be around for a while.
0: Judge, you have any comment on that? Nah, good talk. Right. It, was draw, drop it was a draw, man. Dynamite drop in, man. Monty. That broadcast school is really paying off for you, there, James. <laughs> All right, let's move to the uh, <laughs> let's move to the main fight of the weekend: uh, Canelo versus Yildirim. Uh There's some good undercard fights on there too, uh, James. I want you to talk about them a little bit before we get to the main card of Canelo Gildrum because that's not going to take long.
2: <clears throat> no, well, I mean, so w- when I watched this, there was one. There was one big uh, uh, an undercard fight that should have just been a, a walk in the park for uh, the heavyweight division uh, in Big Bang Zhang uh, going against Jerry Forrest, where Jerry Forrest got knocked down in each of the first three rounds and ended up fighting his way back to a draw <clears throat> without knocking Zhang down. So that just shows you right there how terrible – how terrible Zhang was, the guy who's been calling out Anthony Joshua for a fight. How terrible this man is. It was, I watched the fight. I couldn't believe it. He got a point deduction in the 10th because he kept, the ref literally warned him for four straight rounds to stop pushing his, for his head down and putting him in a headlock. Finally got a point taken away and was about this close to getting knocked out and losing the fight. I really wish that 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 Jerry Forrest would have knocked him out, got that win because, whew, man, that was the mo- that was the most entertaining fight that I saw that uh, on that day. Obviously, I didn't get to see uh, the Showtime fight, so maybe it was maybe it was uh, fourth fiddle according to to Rich's uh, uh, assessment here. But yeah, I mean that was that was amazing. I couldn't believe it, but kudos to you, Jerry Forrest. Way to get that draw! But then to go on to the next one.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, mute him. Just real quick question, or not question? Comment. I found a little trivia for our people there. Big Bang Zhang actually stole the nickname from Big Baby Miller before Big Baby Miller, Miller got it. Big Baby Miller was supposed to be called the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he dodged a bullet on that one. Oh, no one dodges a bullet when Big Baby's around. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: fair that's fair <laughs> all right <laughs> what was the other one uh then i'm just moving there is no other moving on to the the canelo The canelo oh we're fight, moving to canelo okay yeah this is uh
0: no moss fight the Yildrum says he's going to he should be the uh favorite as he no mask yeah. in the in the corner
2: yeah that was uh exactly what i expected uh drilled him real quick uh canelo was Literally putting on a clinic, no problem. A one two punch to the face, uh, jab straight, and then uh, Yilden was down. Third round ended, didn't come out of the corner. I don't even know if he answered his trainer because his trainer literally said four times, If you don't show me something in the fourth round, I'm gonna stop the fight. And he kept looking away, like looking to the left and looking to the left. Was someone answer that phone?
0: Is what like, I don't said. know, yeah, I don't
2: know what he was, I don't know what he was doing, but it was. It was a joke. Canelo did exactly what he was supposed to. Um, Yildrum hadn't fought in like two years. (laughs) Good riddance, man. Um, The biggest tragedy for that
0: fight, though, James, is that he didn't answer the bell for the fourth, and you had fourth-round knockout. So, if you would have answered the bell, then you could have won. You would have got that one. You said fourth-round knockout. It's close. It was that close. close. (laughs) If you would have got up, I think you would have won that one.
2: No, nope, you had to know then, Moss in the corner.
0: Either, either way, whatever, man. I'll call it close.
2: I'll call it close. I don't care. But that's all I got on that.
0: All right, Filthy Rich. Uh, I don't, I know that technically counts as a fight for Canelo, but uh, um, is he's going to fight five times this year. But where does he go from there? I know he's got a fight with BJS coming up, and I think he's probably going to take care of BJS pretty <clears throat> easily as well. But uh, what do you think about this Yildirim tune-up sparring match for BJS?
1: Uh, I think the, I think the Saunders fight, I think it'll be a good fight, but I could be wrong on this one. Cano might just wipe the floor with them An undisciplined, uh, Saunders can get beat up, but a very disciplined Saunders could win the fight. I, if the guy is disciplined and plays on the bicycle and stick and move, stick and move, uh, uh, Debo, you should have been bobbing and weaving, uh, B.J. Saunders could win this fight, but he has to be, like Max Kellerman said about Andre Ward, has to be 100%. He has to be ready for this fight, and I don't know if he is, given his history. Uh, I also think, you know, we t- we just talked about Jamal Charlo. Uh, a- after Saunders, uh, what uh, really, what's next for Canelo? I think he's going to take Benavidez. He's going to take a Benavidez fight before he fights Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant kept chirping about uh fighting here on fox fighting here on fox canelo ain't fighting on fox so i don't think i think that's that's how the fight doesn't happen is trying to force canelo over to fox so after after saunders and after benavidez he either takes another garbage tune-up fight at 168 and then he goes on he he ends someone's career at 175. I'm thinking like a a Jean Pascal. Uh, he might even t- I think a fight with Bedu Jack uh, could happen. But that's where I see Canelo moving uh, after Saunders, kind of that direction.
0: Right on. Any final thoughts there, James? Any retort? No. He's he's got he's got no retorts today. He's got nothing. You, you've hit every topic perfect, Rich, apparently.
1: We have no response. Was what more do you expect from me?
2: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: well, it's the first of the month, boys. That means it's time for our Filthy Five. <laughs> all right, Filthy Five rules. We take a division, and we each do our top ten in that division, and then we make a point system where the top person gets ten points, the second person gets nine points, and so on, so on, so on. Then we add up all the points, and that's our, uh, that's our group top five is basically where we're going with here. And we're doing middleweights this time. Uh, This time around it's a lot different than the middleweight division was the last time we did middleweights, I'll tell you that. Uh, We do have two rules, though. Uh, Since Canelo's mainly fighting at 168 and hasn't taken a fight at 160 forever, uh, we did not consider Canelo a middleweight, so he is not on the list. And sadly, since he's only fought at middleweight once, Amir Khan is also not on the list. Any chance to take but anyway uh i know you guys are all disappointed that you i'm probably sure you had a Khan in your top five at least i know i did but uh we didn't do that so we'll go uh five four and five four and three and then we'll do them the runner ups and then we'll get into our top two sound good to you guys
1: yeah. let's do right. it
0: good talk all right we'll do it live. give me some time to respond <laughs> woo all right Our number five boxer in our middleweight division with 17 points is Sergey Dervinchenko. It's terrible. I know I can't pronounce his name ever. It's it's awful. I apologize. Uh, I had him at six. James, you had him at five. Richie had him at five. Uh, Coming off a loss to Charlo, but still a force in this division. Had a great fight against Triple G when he fought him. Uh, Since you both had him at five, I will start with uh, Rich to give Jim time to. Respond
1: about <laughs> Drevenchenko. James game. James response game is at a zero right now. He's just gonna say <laughs> move on. So I have Drevenchenko basically at number five. Look, a year ago, this was a pretty deep division, but with with no Jacobs and no Saunders and no Canelo, okay. this this division isn't what it used to be. So Drevenchenko at number five, uh, like he is kind of. I don't want to use like the term gatekeeper, but you use it. Uh, lot. He is a he is a solid number five. I think he beats my uh, my six through ten. He beats everybody else. I mean, his only losses were to Danny Jacobs and Gennady Golovkin and Jamal Charlo. There's no shame in losing to them guys. Uh, but the other few I had, the other couple I had ahead of them, uh, I just think if they went one on one, Derevchenko can't beat my one through four. So that's wh- why I have him at number five.
0: I had him at six because I don't think he can beat my four or my five, obviously. But uh, some people did say he won that triple G fight. too. So, I mean, there's, there's debate in that. I don't think he did, but Wrong. there's debate. There's debate out there. That's what I'm talking about. Judge. What do you think about the Sierge? I'm not going to try to pronounce it again.
2: After <laughs> Look, man, the at number five, I put him at five because of his only losses, Right. He is getting old. He is now becoming the gatekeeper or the stepping stone in that division. Uh, He is going to be a name for some of these guys to fight, up-and-comers to fight, just because he's only lost to Jamal Charlo, Triple G, Daniel Jacobs. And he's going to keep losing. I I just don't... uh, I think he's passed it... Um, I mean 5 is, is is a good spot because he's obviously not someone you can look past but I think he's just that stepping stone for for everyone beneath him uh or, or even for uh, a couple of the people that are that I have higher in my uh, 3 and 4 position um but yeah I mean that's just uh that's all, uh, that's pretty much it I think he's the gatekeeper and stepping stone in the middleweight division in
0: 2021 right on. so Sergei Derzhanchenko comes in at number 5 At number four, uh, we had our first uh, raider mess up for you guys here a little bit. Uh, Our number four is Jamie uh, Munguia. Munguia. How do I do that? Terrible. Not good. No, I practice Jamie Munguia. That's how how I was uh, told it was. It's not Munguia? No? (laughs) It's not Jamie, for one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for one. It's not Jamie. It's it's
0: Jaime. Oh, it's Jaime? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, I was close. I got that. <laughs> Did I get Munguia right? At <laughs> least
2: <laughs> <And> we're bad. <back. laughs>
0: hey, I was just going off of Google. I can, ar- you know, when you watch, I've watched like four or five different people call his fights and they all pronounce it a different way. So I just went off of Google. basically <laughs> fair. Anyway, I had him ranked at number seven. Uh, James, you had him at four. Richie, you had him all the way up at three. Ooh. uh, so we'll start with Rich because you had him up higher. Uh, what do you think about
1: Yaimi? <laughs> Jamie Munguia. No. Jaime. Well, Jamie Munguia. I, 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 So, Jaime Muglia was a, a promising Munguia. dude at 154. I think he was the one who beat um, Saddam Ali for the lineal championship that Kodo uh, once had. And he beat... Uh, it's kind of unfair when you fight a guy... How do I put it? Without... Let's just do it. Uh, it was during Ramadan and some of the like Islamic fighters who fight around Ramadan, uh, they just don't do well. Uh, so it was a perfect opportunity for, for Mangia to make a name for himself. He beat up Saddam Ali and I haven't heard from Saddam Ali since. Uh, at 154, he did really well, decided to move up here uh, about a year or so ago. And I think, the competition's tougher. I thought he'd be able to clean out pretty much everyone who wasn't a big name at 160. He's taking on some lesser opponents and going like the distance with these guys. People are putting up tough fights against Mungia where he should be beating people up. Um, I had him at three because I think he beats everybody below him on my list. Uh, but he, he is a, a good, clean fighter. There's no flaws in his game to my eyeballs. Interesting. Interesting. He is uh, only 24
0: years old and uh, with a record of 36-0. and 0. It's pretty impressive. That's a lot of fights uh, early on in his uh, career there. Judge, you had him at four right on where he's on, on our list here. Uh, you have anything to add to what Rich said?
2: Oh yeah, man. I think Oh, you have something to add this guy. Yes, I do. I got something to add.
0: We Munguia. just we just rip on how I pronounce things after three beers, but we uh <laughs> Hey, Jamie that's fine, Munguia. man. If you want to talk about
2: if there's oh. any oh. excitement oh. Oh. in this oh. 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 middleweight oh, you division.
0: Froze. You froze.
2: Did I? Well, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't see it. Anyway, if there's any excitement in the middleweight division, Jaime Mungia, this is Jamie the guy. Munguia. This is the guy that you want to see. He is up and c- I watched him punch Johnson's face off he broke his lip off a neck and it went goo and it was disgusting oh yeah this boy has got so much power he's only twenty four years old he he is only going to get better if his power stays the same and he gets more technical he is he's going to be a force in the middleweight division he's going to be the the one that you talk about in any of these major conversations so I I he's at four because he's only had that one fight. He's really hasn't had any like big nanny I and mean, what Oh Sullivan, you know, he did beat Ali. Like uh, rich said, I mean, Torino Johnson, he broke, you know, literally punched his lip off of his face. Liam it was Smith. so gross. I mean, he did beat Liam Smith. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, he's, I don't know, man, I, I'm excited for this guy, Mexican style fighter, super young,
1: but.
0: I was going to ask you, does he have the, is he the main essence of when you think of what a Mexican style fighter is? Is this who you who you think of?
1: No, no. But
0: he's still exciting. Rich, do you?
1: Uh, I mean, he he's close, but like when I think of the Mexican style of fighting, it's usually at a lighter weight. So for being at one sixty, I mean, I'll take it. I, I mean, I I guess uh, I think he has Golden Boy written all over him. Pretty soon. No. That's, no. That's, that's Please no.
0: That's disappointing. Well, then he's going to. That's why he's at seven on my list. <laughs> he's flying down. Now. Well,
1: hey, Raider, what's his name again? <laughs> Jamie Munguia. Moving
0: on. <laughs> Jaime Munguia.
1: Jamie Munguia. I like it. So
2: close.
0: Hey, as I said, I watched three fights of his and none, I couldn't understand any of the ones. They're all in Spanish. I couldn't understand what they're, how they're pronouncing it. They're saying it too fast. You so to I tried ball, to look ball. it up. Mexican-American pronunciation of a Mexican boxer. And it says, Jaime Munguia. Jaime <laughs> so, Munguia. Works for me. I you can listen to it. Listen, you can hear Jamie it. Munguia. No, we're good. <laughs> Jaime Munguia is how they say it. <laughs> It's Jaime! <laughs> I know, but that's what they said. All right, now that we made me look like an idiot, let's move on to number three <laughs> here. <laughs> with, uh, with 23 points. Uh, Demetrius Andrade. Andrade. Andre Anyway, at twenty-three points, I had him at three. James, you also had him at three. Richie, you had him at four, which is you're saying that uh, Munguia could beat him. Is what you said? You could beat everyone uh, below you.
1: I mean, you say it better than me, but yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we got uh, Demetrius Andre at three. Um, Let's see, James, you had him at three, uh, right on the mark again, third time in a row, right on the mark. What do you think of that? Well, I'll drink to that. Copyright oh, Filthy talk.
2: Rich, for sure. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so Andre is at three for me because he keeps, I don't know, man, this is tough. I can't put him any lower for me, right? Because I think he has the skills to do it. However, he's 33 years old. He keeps getting older and older and older, and he's not making fights. He's been inactive for over a year now. I have watched fighters in the past year, that were inactive get dropped because they aren't do they're just not staying at look at canelo alvarez he's staying active he's dominating Look at schulte not active gets knocked out by valdez he didn't even look right when he came off the when he came off the mark that entire fight right i am afraid that that boo-boo is going to make a boo-boo and he's going to do the same thing because he's going to fight somebody that's going to put him in his place and he's not going to be ready for it because he has not been active however I mean, he has no real big names, but uh, I can't even say that the, the Polish dude, Sulik, Suliki don't know not that even close. <laughs> Probably not. You can laugh <laughs> at that all day, man. And then, uh, Matrosian, <laughs> man, those are the only two guys that I've seen him beat. He can't get a fight. He needs to get a fight. He needs to fight somebody, somebody in this top 10. I don't care what list somebody in the top 10, so he can actually start moving forward to get a bigger fight to fight, you know, somebody up on this list, uh, but I don't know. That'd, That'd be
0: like a That'd be a good. Picture. Sure,
2: why not? He's a stepping stone for everybody. Do it.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> Filthy Rich, you had him down at four. We got him at three. What do you think about Andre?
1: I mean, this basically came down to who do I think would win between Jaime Munguia, Jamie Munguia, Munguia, whatever are <laughs> called, Munguia. and Demetrius Munguia. Andrade. The two of them are close. I'm going to take the boxer over the puncher. I feel like, uh, has all Munguia. the tools. He has uh, fewer flaws in his game than Android. I think Andrade's a very good boxer, but I think his style is more power and, uh, he's more of a fighter and I'm taking Mungia if they went Jamie head Munguia. to head, but Android, I also think is being ducked. I think there is, uh, some sort of fear factor from other fighters. I don't think they want Android, so they can't get fights. He went on uh, Kellerman's show to, you know, all the smoke or whatever the new segment is and called out whoever he could call out. He called out uh, C something, something. He called out anyone with the last name C or Canelo and Charlo. And if you have a C in your name, I'm I want you. So I think people are ducking him. I don't know if he's a big uh, money fighter. Like we talk about risk reward. He's probably high risk, low reward. So nobody wants any of that. But again, I had him at Forex. So I think if him, him, uh, like him and Mungia go head to head. I Munguia. take Munguia, uh with a slight edge. You agree with that judge or not? Yeah, he uh, does. I'll drink I, to
2: that. <laughs> oh dang, I got retort for this. Because you were
0: going like this, like eh, uh, looked yeah, like I you had was. something to say.
2: So because you said it was the boxer against the puncher, and I think that Andre is the better boxer and Mungia is the better Jamie puncher. Moonwheel. I think he's got more power. So I think it's flipped. I I, I think it's flipped. However, I, I mean I, I can't necessarily disagree that. On your assessment, that Mongio would be, I think that'd be a good fight. You want to have a good fight. There's a good fight right there. Make it up and comer. Someone needs to prove himself. Boom. Done. I sold it. No golden boy. No moss golden boy.
0: <laughs> All right. Before we get into our top two, which is a close top two. I think we know who the top two boxers are. We may not know the order. Uh, let's touch a little bit on some of our honorable mentions. Uh, we only had eleven boxers in this one. So only uh, filthy rich had one that was me and Jim didn't have rank. Me and Jim agreed on all ten boxers in the top ten. Uh, coming in at six with fifteen points was uh, Murata. Uh, coming in seventh with thirteen points was Rob Brandt. Eighth was Chris Eubank Jr. with twelve points. Liam Smith with four points came in ninth. Liam Williams came in tenth with three points. And the one the rich had that no one else had was Joey Spencer two points and uh judge pre-show tried to guess who it was he, he guessed shane mosley and kyron davis he was definitely wrong <laughs> <laughs> wildcard so bitches shane
1: mosley wait shane mosley jr
0: yeah that's what yeah, i had. don't know that's man i was stabbing
1: <laughs> and kyron davis who fights at 168 <laughs> he fought durell at 168 just on saturday Anyways,
0: and uh, Jim was very 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 uh adamant bum, 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 that it was going to Davis. Bum, <laughs> it's this one for
1: sure. <laughs> now, Joey Spencer is blue chip. He doesn't have the resume to be uh in the top 5 or anything, but I think he puts up a good fight with even Derivanchenko and that fight could happen. Uh Spencer has uh, like some work to do before he gets a fight like that. But Spencer is really good. Joey Spencer. I've been watching that kid for a while, and uh, he's pretty impressive. Oh,
0: I like uh, Rob Brandt, obviously, Minnesota hometown guy that we have to jump in on there. I had him at five. James, got him at seven. Richie, got him at eight. Um, I have him just behind. Murata at four, which you guys had at eight and six, respectively. Um, those two had uh, some battles. You know, Rob Brandt uh, won the first one by unanimous decision, then got knocked out uh, by Murata. That's why I put him a little further. Uh, barely, we all kind of had Chris Eubank at the same kind of spot. I had him at eight, James had him at six, Richie had him at seven. And then Liam Smith, uh, me and James both had him at nine and Liam Williams. We both, me and James both had him at 10 and actually Richie had him at 10 too. So Liam Williams will agree that you were the 10th best boxer in this division. Uh, any other comments that you guys have about any of the backups there that we have? Anyone
2: you want to touch? I'll go, man. No, I. I, You could have just cut my list off at five. To be honest, like the six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I what a what a shamble, man. If you go back like three years, two or just even two years, two years, the names that were in this division was Alvarez, Triple G, Miguel Cotto, BJS, Daniel Jacobs, David Lemieux. Those are just six top ones right there. Way better than what's happening right now in this division, which was just I didn't know it was that bad. I really apologize for everyone who follows the middleweight division. <laughs> I am very sorry. We should go
0: back in time and watch our middleweight episode. Wow, well, what episode is that? Do you guys know?
2: You, I let's just say this: I wasn't a part of it.
0: It was like two, probably episode two? two or three, something or three? like that. Yeah, sounds about right. It was way back when. You remember who we had in number one then? It had to be Canelo, right?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: All right. Interesting. 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 Uh, also, I was. You guys uh, didn't uh, have any love for Rob Brandt moving in front of Dervinchenko or uh, Munguia? Like Jamie
1: I'm, Munguia.
0: No hometown love for Rob Brandt? I got him at seven. I know. Why did you have him higher is my question. Do some. All right, good talk. <laughs> Filthy Rich, do you agree with James for one? Uh,
1: I mean, I have Brandt where I think he belongs. I think he could beat... Some of these other guys, but he has to go out there and beat some of these other guys. I mean, Eubank and uh, Billy Joe Saunders had a close fight. Brant knocked out Murata in Japan on his turf at like it was six in the morning on a Sunday when I watched that fight. So, um, in a rematch, Murata beat him. I want to. I don't think Brant is on the downs like on a downslide. I think he can move up in the rankings, but let's give him another year. We'll see where we have him next year. See if he stays in this division or moves up, but he has all the potential in the world to move up. So um, it's not the end of his career. He's uh but I have him mate because I think that's kind of where he belongs. Uh, objectively. Well, looking su- at our first list of
0: middleweights on episode two, that Sustained. was almost a year ago. So yeah, it's amazing how much this division changes in just a year, you know? So who knows who we'll be talking about? We'll probably, Talk about Joey Spencer next time. One or two. <laughs> I, I guarantee you this. We're not going to be talking about Shane Mosley Jr. But uh... <laughs> Thanks, James. Hey, Shane. Name drop. What's up? All right. Let's move on to our number two here. Uh, our number two came in at 28 points. He's my guy. It really pained me to put him at two it is Gennady Golovkin at number two. I had him at two. James had him at two. Richie had him at one. Uh, Canelo Golovkin coming off a great fight, looking like his old self again. But it feels like I, I keep reading reports that he's not. It, it almost sounds like he's dodging Charlo, which makes me kind of bring it down a little bit. He hasn't. He struggled against Dervinchenko. He hasn't beat anybody of real prominence since then, or since the the Canelo things. He's still looking it around here. He's still. Two of this division, obviously, because this division has definitely changed. I think we probably had him at two last time as well. Uh, Filthy Rich, you had him at
1: one though, so why should he be the best in this division? He beat Canelo twice. Uh, Did he beat well, Canelo twice. I agree. With I you. think he beat Canelo twice. Uh, made a trainer change and got super defensive. But his last fight with Serafima was uh, a stamp on this division. As far as Charlo goes, Charlo doesn't have as a, as deep a resume as Golovkin. Charlo just beat what like, and beat him handily. I know they had that's their common opponent right there, where Drevinchenko gave Golovkin a hard time. But uh, this one's tough because, like, even like head to head, Charlo could win. I mean, we look at someone like. Joshua and Fury. I have Joshua ranked ahead of Fury, but come head-to-head, Fury could beat Joshua. But I have to go with uh, their body of work. And Golovkin has a better body of work than Charlo. Uh, As far as ducking and all this other stuff goes, that's just the politics of the sport. Uh, They're both high-risk fighters. They're probably both low-reward fighters. So if the money's not there, the fight won't happen. I don't think there's really any Ducking and dodging on this one, but uh, I'd like to see it happen. Uh, but you know, and if I had to take someone, I'd probably, I think Vegas would have Charlo winning. And I, I think Charlo would win. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. But I have Golovkin won because of his body of work, plain and simple.
0: They should just have a Charlo versus Golovkin fight. Winner gets a signed contract with Canelo. There you go. <laughs> There's a fight it out. James, you had him at two, which means uh, you had a perfect score. It looks like coming in number one here, unless there's any weird things that happen number one. Uh, perfect score going in. It's basically the judges' list here. You have Golovkin at two. you have anything to add to Rich's statements? Wow. I mean,
2: I've got him at two because I th- he looked good in his last fight. I, I think Charlo is the man to beat. Um, I-, I do understand that he's only fought to Revinchenko. But it's, I mean, Golovkin look good. I man, if Golovkin comes out like he did in his last fight, then that if he fights uh, Charlo, who boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun fight to watch. I'll tell you that right now. That is gonna be an awesome fight to watch. I mean, crap! I would even have be happy with Triple G fighting nah, Boo Boo. Man, that would be another fun fight to watch because I think Triple G would beat Boo Boo, even though I think Boo Boo is the more technical fighter. Either way, man, I I got Triple G at two because I think Charlo's the, the up-and-comer. If if uh, Triple G can uh, sustain what he did in his last fight and not, uh, not fall off uh, or change anything up or regress, then I think that's going to be a fantastic fight to fight. But I got him at two. Could put him at one easy with uh, Rich's argument 100%, but uh, I just the uh, really got him.
0: I agree. It's kind of a 1-1-A situation. Uh, a sad situation. It's really top-heavy, this division has become but uh it'd be nice to see triple g of old you know have three or four more fights like that
1: hold on hold on i'm done with you what? done with me for what i didn't even do anything. <laughs> he's both of you. The, it he's talking to both, the judge it was both of you <laughs> oh all right well, Fair, well try fairly.
0: Fairly. all right let's move on to our number one then um With 29 points, I had him at one. James had him at one. Richie had him at two. Of course, it is Amir Khan. James, with his love with Amir Khan, had him at one. I had him at one as well. James, Richie had him at two because he's got a to beat Amir Khan. Uh, But Amir Khan got disqualified off our list late, so James had to replace him. And he replaced him with the same guy I did as Jamal Charlo. And then uh, Rich also replaced him with Jamal Charlo as well. He's the number one in this division right now. James, you had him at one. Richie had a two. So why don't you explain why he's number one in your mind?
2: Oh, well, I, I kind of just touched on it a hot minute ago, but that's what I think. I think he's the up and coming fighter in, in 160. Uh he's just he's he's the better of the Charlo brothers, in my opinion. I think he's more disciplined. I think he's the better technical fighter. I, I think he still has the power it's going to translate to this division. I think the only real threat that he has is triple G. I, I don't think he loses to, to boo boo. I, I don't think he loses to Munguia, although I think the better fight would be against Munguia, Um and everybody else. He's just going to walk over. So I, I don't know how long he honestly stays here um, in this division, but this is why I got him at at number one, because I think he, he gives Triple G the run for his money, probably beats him, and you know, I think he's gonna
0: beat everybody else. I don't think he knocks Triple G down. I'll tell you this. Hey, I didn't say that. I'm just saying good for say you. you. I didn't say, say that. that. I didn't you made say it
2: sound that. like I said that.
0: No, I didn't say that. I also have him at one just you know, just cause <laughs> maybe not body of work as much as Triple G, but the age factor is a big deal too. You know, he's only thirty mm-hmm. years old. Um, and then of course the like opponents of Dervinchenko, Triple G really struggled with him, um, and Charlo made mincemeat out of him, basically. It's a little scary. I just still don't see him knocking down or knocking out Golovkin, but I can see him winning on the cards in a very Canelo-like fight, maybe a 7-5 fight. Filthy Rich, you had him at two. What do you think?
1: Anything to add? Yeah, well, I mean, I had him at two because I think he beats everyone, below him on my list. I think he beats to the likes of Mongia and and Andrade everyone else. Uh, head to head with Golovkin. Um, I think it goes to the scorecards with Charlo probably winning. Just like you said, uh, he ain't knocking Golovkin down. He ain't knocking Golovkin out. Yeah. But I think he is about a step, not even a half step. He's probably a full step Ahead of Golovkin, as far as like speed goes, Uh, Golovkin to me has slowed down a little bit, but it is like there is a significant amount of slowdown where Charlo goes the distance with Golovkin in a in a fantasy fight, and I think Charlo beats him. And and again, the only reason I have Golovkin number one is because he's beaten the better competition. He beat. Uh, Canelo twice. Charlo has nothing like that on his resume, so I took that into account.
0: Not yet, not yet. I mean, it's still early, but, uh, I'd love to see Triple G work the body against the hitman. I think that would be how he would beat him break him down in the body. But that's how I look at it. Uh, so that's our list, guys. Charlo, Golovkin, Andre, Mungia, Jamie and
1: followed
0: by Murata, Brandt, Eubank Jr., Liam Smith, Liam Williams, and Joey Spencer. That's our list. Found another bad, a pretty good list. Any final thoughts on the list here, boys? think we got it right. Well, Jim knows we thinks we got it right because he got one, two, three, four, and five all in his order there.
2: Great list.
0: <laughs> Filthy Rich, do you agree with the list? All your top five guys yeah, I mean, are in the top five.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this was a list of top five and then the best of the rest. And after number five, that, that six through like 11, 12, 13 chunk is kind of a you can kind of mix them up and you can't get it wrong. Right. Unless you're James. Nah, I call it, that a poop slushy.
0: Yeah. The poop slushy. it. Hey James, you want to break, break about you getting one through five, correct? Oh, sorry. What did he, what did he say? I, yeah, right. Something <laughs> wrong with your mic. I can't, I, I can't hear you. Well, I I'm sure he, if, if, if he could, if he gets his mic fixed, he could probably tell you that he's very uh, humbled and honored to be on this show with us and agrees that our list was probably, you know, was, significantly better but he's just really happy to be here i'm sure that's talking for old judge jimmy james up there all right filthy rich
1: why don't you take us home uh two big things happened actually yesterday but we'll recognize them right now method man one of the greatest rappers of all time turned 50 years old and 35 years ago Metallica dropped Master of Puppets. They released Master of Puppets and it's in like the Library of Congress. They performed on Colbert last night. They uh, performed I believe it was Master of Puppets or maybe Battery. I don't remember. My favorite song is Sanitarium. That's all I got. Well, thanks for making me
0: feel even older. Um, Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It made me feel really old there now. It's not good. Also, I wanted to say we didn't get the touch out last week uh, oh. but get well soon Tiger Woods uh, you're my favorite golfer uh, he was in that horrible car accident broke both his legs and his ankle uh, I hope he comes back stronger than ever he's a joy to watch I've seen him in person a couple times and uh, I have a great Tiger Woods story where he was actually I was this close to I was this close to him if you're listening to us I was about a foot away from him and it was a really cool story I'll tell that some other day. Judge Jimmy James, we had some changes to the channel. Why don't you discuss that a little bit on uh, where can they see us and where can they hear us? Well, if
2: you are listening to us and you want to watch us, you can actually go to our newer YouTube channel, YouTube backslash Bruise and Boxing. We have changed the link. Raider did some magic with the YouTube, and uh, we now have it so you can go to YouTube backslash Brews and Boxing. YouTube.com backslash. YouTube.com, access Bruise Boxing. Don't worry about it; you'll find it. Look in Google; it'll come up right away. Otherwise, if you want to listen to us, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Alexa, Amazon Music, the whole nine yards. Favorite podcast site? Find us; we're there. What's up?
0: Good to hear that you got your microphone fixed, there, buddy. Really appreciate that. Makes you sound better.
2: Yeah, sound great. <laughs>
0: Nice face, filthy rich. <laughs> what was that all about?
1: I didn't know whose microphone you were talking about.
0: No, judges. You know, it wasn't working when he was talking about his list a few minutes ago. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that, right. The humble speech I had to just give him for you know how humble he was. All right, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, next week we're going to be back with a with a game segment. Next week, so that should be fun. I'm still in the process of writing it, so you guys can have another either a mute bet or a Takate bet. We'll figure out uh, what the stakes are after the game is finished. It should be fun. I have some fun ideas for that, so make sure you tune in for that. And once again, as James said, we did change the YouTube channel, so make sure you change your bookmark. It's youtube.com slash and Boxing. No longer Raider Live. It's Bruise and Boxing because it's all about the show. It's all about all of them. Actually. All right. For Judge Jimmy James and Filthy Rich, I am Raider Live. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys next week.